Welcome to the podcast and thank you for tuning in. I am your host Michelle Adra and I am a curious soul that like many others wants to live my best life. Here I am talking about subjects that go beyond the clouds, such as what is EFT tapping? Why are we depressed? What is shadow work? Are tarot cards to be trusted? What diet is best for humans? Are our fears valid? What did Socrates have to say about life? And much, much more. Join me in my thoughts as we go beyond infinity. This is the Beyond the Clouds podcast. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. My name is Michelle. And as always, thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you found last week's episode about cults a bit interesting. I know it's a heavy cookie to take a bite from, but I believe that the more we understand about each other, the better we will learn to function together and also, I hope, care for one another a bit more. In today's episode, I thought I would talk a bit about anxiety. I don't think I've mentioned that too much before. I know I've had a earlier episode about depression or being depressed or low. So I thought this topic deserved its own episode. If there are other topics on your mind that you would want to hear me talk about a bit more on this podcast, don't forget that you can send me an email to hey at michelleadra.se. Well, before I start this episode, it is going to be one of those heavy ones and you might be feeling a bit anxious or you might have someone around you feeling very anxious and this is a very common feeling I believe in our society and how it is constructed today so it's nothing to be feeling like you're carrying something that is unusual or that you're alone I want you to know that if you're listening in and feeling that you're the one carrying anxious feelings, some days heavier than others, you are not alone. And we're going to dig a little bit into this topic and talk about what it is truly, who might be more at risk. And um, also we're going to talk about what we can do to recognize when anxiety or anxious feelings are coming in. Now, I should also mention that I am not a professional doctor or therapist of any kind. I'm just a fellow human being. I've collected my knowledge through experiences and also through my walk of life, you know. And as we all do, we learn things on the way. And you don't need to have a paper saying that you're an expert on this or that to know what you're talking about. But if you're feeling that everything is impossible, that there is no way out, then yes, I would recommend you to contact someone professional in this topic and see if they have some great tools for you that will work better. So don't walk around with this and just blindly think that there is nothing that will help you. So what is anxiety? It can be explained as a feeling or a condition where the person is feeling a mix of feelings like fear, dread, and uneasiness. It is often baked in with a feeling of underlying stress. The person often feels like they are not in control, which can increase the feeling of hopelessness. When a person has anxiety, it is almost impossible to see any way out, like I mentioned before. It is like fumbling in the dark, basically. 
you have the right to feel what you feel. And you're not alone, like I mentioned as well before. We all experience pain and uncomfortableness differently. Feelings are very similar to our thoughts. And what I mean by that is that we cannot control what pops up in our brain. But we can learn to control our thoughts a bit in the same way that we could learn to control our feelings. And I will talk a little bit more about that later, but... Basically, that doesn't define you. That's just your thoughts, okay? And the same thing goes with feelings. And that is like, sometimes you just have a feeling and you can't control that. If you're feeling unhappy, you're feeling unhappy. But the feeling of unhappiness is not you. The feeling of unhappiness is not defining you. But like I said, I will talk a bit more about that later. So how does it feel to feel this anxiousness? Is it all the same? Well, this can obviously be very individual to each and every one of us. It might not feel the same for everybody, but at least some of these symptoms will be recognizable. And they can be symptoms like feeling nervous and restless, feeling panicky, having a high pulse, sweating, feeling dizzy, a heavy sensation over your chest and or your shoulders, feeling tired and numb trouble concentrating, feeling sad for no specific reason, wanting to puke, not feeling hungry or feeling hungry all the time, feeling irritated, feeling tense, having nightmares, and so on. These are just a few examples of how a person might feel when they have anxiety. And it can be different levels of these symptoms. It can be something just so subtle but it can also feel so heavy and overwhelming that you just don't want to stand up. You just want to lay in bed all day. And that might make you wonder, is there a difference between anxiety and feeling just a bit anxious, just, you know, randomly one day here or there? I believe that there are different levels of anxiety. Feeling anxious at some point in our lives is not uncommon, but having it last for several days weeks or months, sometimes years, having it almost paralyzing you. That is a heavier level of anxiety that should not be ignored. And I will talk more about this later in this episode again. Can anybody experience it? If so, who are mostly at risk? Even the richest person on earth can feel unhappy or have anxiety. So yes, we can all feel some level of anxiety. Who's more at risk then? Men? I think this is an interesting one to compare the different genders. And I'm not going to go into the, to this too deeply because I know that's a huge topic by itself. What is a woman? What is a man? What is gender in, in any aspects? But I want to talk about this from a, there's been expectations from the society of what a man should be, as much as it has been for women, right? A man, he should not show emotions and they should certainly not cry. There's statistics showing that men talk more about, well, other stuff such as sports or other knowledge that they obtain instead of talking about emotions. And if we look at women, well, we talk much more about our emotions and 
Many of us are not afraid to show our feelings or cry in public. So men can absolutely feel more anxious than women. But I'm not sure if the difference between the two is that huge. But I just felt like it was important to mention that there might be a difference there. Because so far we have had different expectations of men or what we consider a man and what we consider a woman. Where does it come from, the anxiety, this, these feelings? Why do we get them? And I think that anything can trigger anxiety. It's so individual. And everything from huge trauma to something beautiful, like getting your dream job, can give you anxiety. Other examples might be you buying a house, having a baby, getting married, losing a loved one, losing a job, falling sick, getting injured being abused. There are a lot of reasons why you might have anxious feelings and there are no right or wrong reasons behind your feelings. Your feelings are your feelings. And usually I believe that anxiety might pop up because we are going through big transitions in our lives. We're going through big changes And then sometimes our bodies or our brain or our heart, they, well, it goes too fast for them. If you never deal with your anxiety, then you will allow it to control you instead of you controlling it. So how do we minimize the chances of getting it, this anxiety, these anxious feelings? And I'm not saying that we should aim to never feel our feelings because life goes up and down. But we can minimize maybe the chances of getting it too often. And I've read a book not too long ago about thinking less and living more. And I'm not saying that's easy. Just You can't just always turn off your thoughts. But there are methods that you can train yourself to maybe think a bit less and try to be more in the present moment. And it can be anything from, well, having post-it notes in your apartment or in your house saying like, think less. And another technique that you can do is if you feel like your thoughts are running wild, you can either, well, tell them to shut up because sometimes that works as well, even though that sounds crazy. But another thing you can do is that if you feel like your head is getting a lot of, an, well, very noisy, then you can start by looking around you and start mentioning or saying out loud the things around you. It can be a stool, a TV, a plant, a dream catcher. It can be toilet papers. It can be a door, lamp. And that will help you get into the present moment because once you start looking up on your surroundings and where you are, the thoughts don't really have room to scream. This takes practice. First time you do it, it might not work that well. But if you keep trying to do this more frequently, then eventually you're going to see that there's going to be something happening within. Another thing is obviously to speak up and to speak with your family or someone you really trust about the feelings that you're going through. Because first of all, like I've said a few times in this episode so far, you are not alone. This is feelings that we all walk around with and anyone who tries to tell you well differently they don't really I think might be fully connected with themselves or they might not feel anxiety that often in their lives and that is great for them but there are more of us out in this world feeling anxious than there are not 
Also, another good thing is to learn your triggers. What is it in your everyday life that is making you feel anxious? Is it your workplace? Is it a specific family member? Is it watching the news? Is it reading a certain blog post? Try to learn your triggers and then change them if you can. If there is something at work that makes you feel anxious, well, trust me, it's not worth staying there on a daily basis. Try to change your workplace if possible. And I'm not saying that's possible for everyone, but try to. And if not, well, at least acknowledge what it is on your workplace that is making you very uncomfortable and see if you can do anything to change that. Could you change your tasks at work? Could you talk to your um, co-workers that could help you make certain things easier where you don't have to do a certain thing? There are usually more solutions than we might know or understand. Another really important thing is to practice self-love. Because the more you practice self-love, then the more you can, well, see that the thoughts in your head or the crazy feelings inside of you, that they are not accurate with who you are. And another thing is also, like I mentioned already, but practicing being in the present moment. Because if you're acting or being in your present moment, there are no space for anxiety to break you down. Usually thoughts that makes us depressed and makes our vibration low, they live in the past or in the future. They live in a time zone where it's not here and now. And that's why when you're practicing on being here and now, there's no thoughts that can help drag you down or start making you worried or make you uneasy. So what do we do when it's all over us, when the anxiety is just covering us? My first, first, first advice would be to sit with it. Feel the feelings that you have. Accept them. Don't try to run away or put a shield up because they are not going anywhere. The anxiety is there to remind you that life is both up and down and life is real. And we are here because we're learning to live with these feelings, with these thoughts. And to sit with your feelings usually will help you go through it quicker. You can also write, draw, sing, run, do whatever makes you happy. You can also make a list of what to do each day so you don't end up being in bed the whole time. And you can also remind yourself that it will pass. Remind yourself that this will not last forever. So don't focus on when it will be over. Just know and remind yourself that it will be over. Another huge one is breathing exercises because many times when we're feeling depressed or when we're feeling low or when we're feeling anxious, we forget to breathe properly. And when you do certain breathing exercises that you can find, well, almost everywhere today, there are actual classes, I'm sure, all over the world, but you can also find them on YouTube, for example. So just search for that and you'll find something that I think will show you how to breathe and make you calm. Another thing is yoga. Yoga uses a lot of breathing techniques, but you also get to move with your breathing, helping you find a certain balance that can be really important if you're feeling very low. A walk anywhere, but preferably in nature, has also shown or proven to be very effectful. Another good thing, if you're feeling that it's really hard to, well, 
get out of your body, get out of your brain, and it's getting too heavy on your chest, it can be that distractions are sometimes the thing that you need the most. Have you ever heard, by the way, of the 333 rule for anxiety? When you're feeling triggered, you're supposed to stop and identify three objects in your environment, then three sounds, and then move three body parts. And it's all about taking you away from your thoughts and being in the present moment that I said before was so important. So that can also be a good thing for distracting yourself when you're feeling very deep in your emotions, in your thoughts, in your anxiety. Well, there are a lot of things, like I said, that you can do when you're feeling anxious and having these feelings, but there are also things that you should probably try not to do when you're feeling this way. And that is, for example, sleep all day. And yes, sometimes you need sleep and you should sleep a bit, but if you're sleeping the whole day, the second whole day, a third whole day, a fourth whole day, well, you're basically trying to escape the real world. That's not a good thing. You should also not isolate yourself and try not to be around other people, even though that might be what you want to be or do the most. You should not try to run away from your thoughts and your feelings. It's so important to sit with them and accept them because I believe that you will get away sooner or get out of this condition sooner if you do. And you should not be cruel to yourself. And that's why I mentioned before that it's so important to practice self-love. You should not ignore the pain. You should not be afraid of the pain. Many times in this society that we live in, we As soon as we feel pain, we are scared of it instead of looking at it as part of life. The most beautiful things happen sometimes when we go through pain. And I can only give you the biggest example, which is childbirth. Women go through extraordinary pain. But what comes out is a little baby, a new life. And how beautiful is that? So pain is not always equally something bad. Sometimes it it equals growth. Sometimes it's equal life. So you should not not seek someone professional to talk to if you feel like you're getting deeper and deeper into your anxiety and depression. I think then if you're feeling like you've tried a lot of things on your own, then I think it's time to talk to someone else who might give you new perspectives, new solutions, new tools for you and to help you get out of this condition or make this condition a bit easier on your shoulders. So what happens if we do not deal with our anxiety? Well, like I said before, if you do not take control back, then you might risk having the anxiety control you. And that's not a world you want to live in, my friend. (laughs) This could lead to deeper depression and more darkness. Some people might find a friend in their anxiety, and I know that sounds weird, but there is a certain comfort in knowing what life is, even if it is with your anxiety. So for a few people, it might actually be a scary thought when someone else is saying that their anxiety is unhealthy for them, because they might feel like, well, what will life be without it? And that might be scary, and that might spiral into more anxiety because they don't really want to let go of that, the thing they know. It's like when a person is in a bad relationship and they know it's toxic, but they can't find a good reason or at least not a good enough reason to leave. What will I do 
without this or that person. So the belief that something better and healthier is on the other side might be hard to believe for certain people, especially if you try to deal with your anxiety and don't see any results straight away. That might, well, make you less encouraged to go forward with new tools and such. It is not about making the anxiety disappear in a second. It's about not being afraid of the uncomfortable feelings you're experiencing. It's about understanding what is happening within you so you can accept and allow whatever it is to be what it is and then breathe through it. I hope this makes some sort of sense because I believe that if you hold on to being scared of the life or what life could be without your anxiety, then you will just increase the time that you will carry on in this condition. So the first thing to do is to stop being scared. And that is not easy. But sometimes if you find someone to talk to, a sister, a brother, a friend, a family member of any other kind, or just a stranger, a professional, whoever this person might be for you, they might be able to hold you in a way, in, hold you in your hand when you take that step away from being scared. And sometimes you should take that step anyway and still let yourself be a bit scared because in the end, your emotions cannot harm you. They are just emotions, okay? What can harm you is what you choose to do with those emotions if you choose to act on those emotions, okay? Same with thoughts. The thoughts cannot hurt you, but what you choose to do with your thoughts, if you choose to act on them, that's when the danger comes. So don't be afraid that you have feelings that you can't really control, that you have thoughts that you can't control. Those are not defining you, okay? They are just there to test you or to challenge you or to help you grow in some way, okay? Well, I'm sorry, but this is it for this time. And it's a heavy one, this subject. And it's like, you can talk about this forever. So I will probably have different perspectives in the future about anxiety and that I will then talk a bit more about. But as usual, if you have any thoughts or comments you would like to share with me, please email me on hey at michelleadra.se. S-E, <laughs> I always get that wrong. But it's a Swedish hey in the beginning, H-E-J. I also have a website called www.michelleadra.se and an Instagram channel called michelleadra underscore author. I'm sending you as always a lot of love and high vibrations and I hope you take care of yourself out there and don't be afraid or think that you're alone because you're not my friend. And I hope I'll see you or talk to you in the next episode. Bye.